0: All right, we're on the air.
1: Uh all right. So let's stop Ooh. talking about what we we're just now. No, we're about. on the water.
2: We're on the water. We're on the tubes. I, the I tubes. think the firmware update fixed the camera. So uh,
1: it actually kind of looks like it did. Yeah. Yeah. Good job.
2: Wow, Isn't an there... update that actually worked. Well, in uh in oh, the but camera's now defense. Me. I was <laughs> just <laughs> to saw Cory did
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> oh great now i gotta install ralph's firmware
2: oh uh, <laughs> it was like four major versions behind so i think it was uh definitely needed to be done whoa
3: computer integer upgrade and it didn't break yeah. anything in the process although it was I know. only one device I actually right
2: fixed yeah well i'd already tried uh-huh. three different usb
1: ports i'm just gonna rock with the glitches i kind of like them i feel like they're a feature yeah they're a feature not a bug
3: no I don't Un- like undocumented features
2: That's an undocumented feature.
4: Right. They're added bonuses.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, documentation is overrated.
2: I'm telling you, Corey, I'm going to get a huge screen behind me so that I can like put up other things, right? You know, you have like the little lights. I'm just going to get a TV.
1: I think Good. if you're going to do anything, you got to go green screen and then let, screen. Ryan, right. let Ryan just set your background to whatever he wants. Yeah, Just get a little macro pad <laughs> that Ryan can control. Yeah, no, i want to get a TV that you can like, put other stuff into. Or it. better, let, make it so deck. the Discord can change it. Oh, yeah, Make it I'm so like, people can vote. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not saying they can change it to whatever image they want. I'm saying they can choose different modes. They can go like Rolf's in a gator swamp, Rolf's in a data center. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: Ralph's right. running a marathon. Ralph pre- yeah.
1: doesn't go off
4: the rails enough. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like we need more.
5: All right, are
1: we ready to kick this thing off? Oh, we were born ready. That Let's do it. Last night.
2: All right.
1: I was born last night. <laughs>
0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Black Hills Information Security talking about news. I'm your host, John Strand. In this particular edition, we're going to be talking about all kinds of very weirdly named things. Uh, General Electric's investigating a breach. We got a phishing attack. It's now using AI. We've got Fidelity. Uh, Financial Mortgage Network is compromised. CISA's got a new exploit, a privilege escalation on Linux. We have tons and tons of things. But Today I am joined once again by an illustrious cast of infosec professionals and otherwise. We have Ryan once again, always making us look good and sound good. Ryan, how you doing, sir? Doing pretty good. All right, good to hear. We have Kelly is with us today. Yay! Welcome back, Kelly. We missed you.
5: I, I missed everybody else too, John. Good to see you as well. It's almost like some people
0: have work to do or something. It's weird. <laughs> uh, we have Mike is with us as very regularly. Mike, how you doing, sir?
6: Doing well. I hope you and uh, your family had a good uh, holiday weekend.
0: Did. Did. It only involved getting stuck in airports overnight twice, so I consider that a win. So (laughs) We have Florida Man, by the way, Raul. But just so you know, we have a story today that's not a Florida Man. It's a Georgia Man story.
2: Uh, Ah, that's really a disappointment. Honestly, we could try harder.
0: We can. You can. Florida's got to raise their game. Speaking yeah. of in the game, Fat Man Will is with us, sir. How's the watch working out for you? It's
4: oh, cool. it's it's definitely gave me a lot to talk with about the doctor today when I went. It so.
0: does. It does. Welcome to the club, and I'm sorry. That's uh, okay. These watches give you shit whenever you don't work out. They're like, you need to go do something. Let's you go know go
4: what? Go I need yeah, yeah. it, though. I need yeah. it.
0: So Dude. Awesome. Uh, somebody just said it's hard to recognize Ralph from this angle. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I fully agree. I, I felt the exact same way, Ben. I felt I said the same thing. Yeah.
2: I'm in anti-streamer mode.
1: There you go. And then speaking of angles and cute puppies
0: in the background, Bronwyn is with us. Hey Bronwyn. See the puppies there. Mm-hmm. Say hi to the puppy for
3: us. Yep. <laughs> That's Louie. And- He's my little old man. Ah, Louie. And then
0: we have, what is it? The coffee, that coffee guy. Corey is with us as usual. All right, everybody. Um, I'm just going to grab a story at random. Is
2: that okay? Uh-oh, here we go. We I mean, Isn't that the whole show? Yeah. I mean, it's we <laughs> totally
0: plan so the think entire it. show. Oh, by the way, folks, I have to balance a little early. So if I leave, um, God Mid help I'll let Corey take approved this into the side. Approved. Slide. <laughs> Uh, Approved. Hey, that's my job. I (laughs) I stole your line. I stole. I stole his line. Uh, Okay. Approve. It's one of those words I can spell correctly. Um. So General Electric is investigating a claim of a cyber attack and data. Yeah. This, in and of itself, we had someone that said, "Ooh, this General Electric breach. That could be bad. It could be." But my favorite thing about this particular story is the threat actor, intel broker. Attempted to sell access to General Electric's development and software pipelines for five hundred dollars on a hacking forum, hmm. and it didn't sell.
1: Well, I do like how their profile just their their subline is just the racist. That's profile. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like
0: it's like you got to kind of feel bad for General Electric a little bit. Like you can see the CEO or stuff's for sale online. How much are they? How much are they charging for it? 500. 500 million dollars. Those <laughs> bastards. Oh, no, no, hundred thousand dollars. Yes, yes. Sir, <laughs>
2: sure, it's lower. Lower, lower.
0: What? Five hundred? <laughs> yeah, that's it. N- not any higher than that. That-, that. That's and no one bought it.
2: Yeah. Yes, no, so, yeah, one. it was not and, on sale at, yet. So,
1: yeah, so that's not yeah, a big so big that's that's, What's on cyber sale yet? As someone who spends a lot of time on these kinds of websites, no one ever believes that anything is real ever. So like actually getting, I will also say a lot of the times they will advertise like a single sale. And I think those get more, uh, basically from my perspective, it's kind of a standoff where it's like the first person that buys it is then going to publish it or try to resell it. So like once one person buys it and distributes it, it's it's free for me after that. But, the one tactic I've seen that works is if they advertise it as this is a one-time sale. I'm never going to disclose this ever again. Then uh, typically companies like Mandiant or other uh, entities will maybe step in. I mean, who knows, right? I don't know. It's not like I work for Mandiant. But my thought is uh, we talk about development pipelines. We talk about breaches. I always think of token theft. That's where my brain goes. We've seen it multiple times. You know, Someone's uh, development keys for GitHub or keys for GitLab or something are, are compromised and then someone just pulls down the entire repo. That's what happened to Twitch a few years ago, I think. Yeah. So.
5: That's right. But still I any- think it's just a, a Cyber Monday deal because yeah. my <laughs> inbox is full of Cyber Monday deals. That's what yeah. the, the 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 attackers were doing.
1: If it's honestly, if it's like the way that you can get your GE washer and dryer to not just die after three years, That's I definitely could seek that would be worth $500. I would,
0: I would buy it for that. I would buy it for that. I, I just, I, for me, if I was on these forums, it would be like buying domains, you know, for, for a lot of us, we have a, we have a, a an addiction of buying random domains. Like someone's like $500 for access to, yeah, I'll pay that. You know, it, it's just, it's worth a shot. For I mean, don't tase me dot bro.
2: Oh. We'll you kind of get the up. dot oh, bros, man. They're, they're really good.
0: <laughs> yeah. General Electric next week. Hiring entry-level cybersecurity analyst. Eight years plus experience with AI leverage sim. 25 years experience with Opera Suite. <laughs> <laughs> Ten plus years with <laughs> <laughs> <for that> <laughs> Nice, <laughs> Nice. Oh, my God. Uh, it hurts so bad because it's true. <laughs> uh,
5: yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, overall, like the data that they teased was like, they just say DARPA-related military information, files, SQL files, documents, etc. cetera. That's all yeah. I need to know. Et cetera, I was in. Yeah, right there. <laughs>
0: That's the $500 straight up. But once again, I, 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 I could still see the CEO and CFO being like, no one? No one wanted to buy that at all. Like, okay. <laughs> I guess we're sad, you know. I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna wax my, my Porsche for a little while. Oh, uh <laughs> <just not> <laughs> cool, nice. profile it's not it's as nice. high as we think it'd be. All right, well, someone well, speakers I'm
1: scared. Without. Here we got ex- it. Is Ian what you are at the APT. I am you are echoing. Do you
3: welcome to the internet? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm not saying Ian from Florida. Ian, Ian,
4: Ian, Ian. No, now batting. <laughs> oh.
7: <laughs> I thought it was me, but it's not me. It, no, it right. totally, totally happened when Ian,
8: Ian joined. It
1: might be fixed.
8: What?
0: Nope.
7: No,
1: it's not, not you know, fixed. We still got it. Grayson. Let's see if it was
0: Grayson. It was, yeah, it was Grayson. Great. Oh, wait. Really? It's where the echoes come back on. No, come back on. No, it's it, we're it's waiting. Ian. Ian. I'm sorry, Ian. It's Ian. I don't give
7: be Ian. One, two, three.
1: Not it. Not <laughs> it. I think he fixed it. it.
4: I think
7: he fixed it.
1: <laughs> One, two, three. Echo. Hi, Ian. If you're wondering how to cause a denial of service on a podcast, that's uh, just come in with it. That's how show. you
0: do it. Either that or you just start dropping pictures of kittens, and then that's but,
1: uh, so okay. Let's keep, let's get the show off on track, off track. So, oh. is this, let, let's talk about Looney Tunables. Oh I mean, I God, feel like we, we have, Looney have Tunables.
0: to anytime in Glib C, I get all excited. Looney um, Tunables,
1: <laughs> it's such oh, a good name. I feel like 10 out of 10 for the name. Who's absolutely, I don't know who
0: named it, but 100%. Just, absolutely fantastic that should be trademarked
1: so, so is it, it are you still it, want to keep that 10 out of 10 rating uh no i think we got to drop it down to a point eight speaking of speaking of vendors come to our snake oil summit <laughs> oh, it
0: nothing to do with qualus yes yeah, snake oil summit if you want to know vendors and snake oil we'll talk more about it a little bit later but so the uh tunables glibc library is designed um, so you can, talk, this? and then you can adjust uh, malloc memory allocation and CPU timing, so you can actually tune the performance of your app as it relates to the CPU. Um, and I've heard it's been deprecated. I don't know if it's been deprecated or not. Let me check that. Gotcha. I've heard that there's been a lot of newer ones that are out there. It says finally a set of tunables maybe may vary between distributions. Tunables feature allows to have their own. For some reason, I thought that they were working on deprecating this particular one for something more efficient. Um, but but seriously, uh, when you look at what this has access to inside the kernel, like if you list out tunables, it has access to malloc, which is memory allocation, CPU shared cache sizing, PT threads. Or P threads, CP prefer map, maintaining. It's like literally a who's who's and what's what of very, very sensitive CPU functions. Well, and John, like, oh, that, so that's really escalation here. Who would have thought?
1: John, that's really technical. The scary words that you need to know from this Maybe one is hmm. in their default configurations. Aww. That is the scary phrase. Yeah. That is the, the scary phrase of this one because. It sounds like oh tunables never heard of it. I'm not Richard Stallman. I don't know how tunables work, but it doesn't matter because it's exploitable in the default configuration. That's the scary part.
6: Yeah. Wait a second. Nothing's ever ever bad in the default configuration. Ever. We're once. supposed to change configurations? I, Nobody's I, ever I, uh, done
0: anything any way, with that. I, 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 I'm going to I'm going to push back, Mike. I'm going to push back because this is a library on your Linux system. This isn't like an app that you tune. Like this is this is these are shared object libraries glibc you would not tune this like this is not like a default configuration you're like well you're a moron what do you mean you didn't modify your glibc tunables environmental variables no no one ever <laughs> in the history yet, except for bill stearns
2: Bill, <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. um, bill yeah. everything.
2: to tune so him. What I thought was possible funny possible. about this attack too is it's just an environment variable that you modify to do the injection, yep. and then you run the sudo uh, yep. um, the set privileges. Uh, that's so it. yeah,
1: yep, <laughs> yeah. I mean, root,
2: it, like it—that's it, wild. You just run yeah the the suid permissions. And you just ex, uh, dude. This is uh, trivial to exploit. I
1: <laughs> I personally come from the place of like a lot of the times what we see nowadays are vulnerabilities by misconfiguration. Those are like, I think if you're in a patched, like mature company, that's the most common vulnerabilities are like, wait, we shouldn't just have everyone able to add a new guest user to Azure or, you know, have yeah, everyone the ability them. to create a new user or something mean, like that. Very wait a minute, Corey. You
0: going to make the exact same mistakes in cloud computing that we made all the way up. By the way, Ken, uh, Ken, uh, Ben from KC just nailed it with a comment. That said, all those people that are running Gen two are like, I do this at time. <laughs> good point, good point, Ben. Good point.
7: <laughs> so, do you think the goal is to stay in persistence within the Kubernetes environments, or what? What do you think they're really trying to get after here?
1: I don't think it matters. Well, it's no. the same old. It, it, it. No, it's like, the same the old. They they establish oh. a web shell and they sell it for five hundred dollars.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the kind of web shell now is a root web shell. And it's over. We'll talk about the Mirai botnet and DOS. We got a different, we got a different vulnerability <laughs> zero day um, that came from Akamai. But uh, but in this particular one, it's just a local privilege escalation. I think that there's proof of concept code out for it already.
1: I think. Oh yeah, no, it's it's hot and spicy, ready for exploitation. Yeah, it's ready to go. I, and oh, it's so I, like good. you
0: said, I think it's just an environmental variable, so it's not like like yeah. I'm trying to find the C code to exploit this. It's yeah, like, it's, no, it's
2: not. It's not. C Tunables, so like this is the environment variable Glibc underscore tunables. That's the environment variable you modify that, and you can when you launch a binary and you can execute code. So I mean, yeah, like, the app,
1: current malware they mentioned in the post is specifically targeting the PHP testing framework PHP Unit, but there could theoretically be exploits in a whole variety of other units or other uh, Linux things. Yeah. So big bad there's also a bod 2201 which everyone knows what that means obviously yeah.
4: i had three of those for dinner Oh. so, so let's pretend some of us don't know what that is quite. i've got a
1: couple on yeah. in the instapod <laughs> mm. if so, you don't know what that is then you don't need to worry you're already patched No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, basically uh the bod is like i mean this is a scissor thing so i don't really know but that's a binding uh Finding directive basically meaning like you have to fix it by the state or else you're, you know, breach of okay, cisa trouble.
8: You're in yeah. double secret probation. Yeah,
1: yeah. the government Ooh.
0: internal government auditors are going to come
4: after you. Nothing
8: is free like dying
1: for anyone probation? or is it just me? ReStream's rocking for me. I feel I'm feeling good. It, it's am getting a
3: lot of static, but you know it's,
0: if it works for me it I, must be my fault then
1: <laughs> ryan are, for ryan as the driver of this plane are you flying into a cliff or is everything look good from your side no you're supposed you're the pilot dude
8: I say, if, if we have a driver you're... for the plane we're already in a real problem
1: <laughs> <laughs> on my screen the entire on my screen the entire interface has we, been completely frozen for like we don't minutes. even do titles right um
0: uh, all right man we, Let's keep rolling. Um, This next one, I don't know if this is funny, if this is tragic, if this is scary, or if this is stupid. There's a lot going on in this SE Media, uh, SE Magazine article. It said, phishing attacks spike attributed to generative AI adoption. And it starts with this this, this sentence that is just like, seems a bit off, but Silicon Angle reports that phishing attacks have increased by 1,265%. Between the fourth quarter of 2022 and the third quarter of 2023, while credential phishing has risen by 967%, that's, those are huge numbers, right? Like I don't know how they're coming to that, but at any rate, the reason why they say that this is going up so much is because generative AI is going AI. just yeah. so powerful at creating convincing profile pictures, impeccable text. Not mm. to mention the ability to code malware. The threat landscape is shifting incredibly fast now, as opposed to last year or the year before that, with the introduction of AI to the game to the name of the game. Uh, but the good news is that AI can also be used to defend against sophisticated attackers. This sounds just stupid.
1: Um, but at any rate, yes, I think I, we found that, uh, this media outlet is just AI generated. Yes.
8: this article staff, Do we get bought, like I'm bot bot 2000? Like I'm
0: not Sorry kidding. I that to you, but it was so painful. I had to share.
1: I, um, I love that you were reading it. You're like, Oh, I don't like this. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> it makes me feel bad. This
4: whole article just screams scare tactic to me. Also,
1: there's no there's no attributed like by name. It just says SC staff, a.k.a. the A.I. A.P.I. key. Right. Right.
4: Even even somebody who's fairly new to this industry and things, those numbers seem outrageous to me that it it can increase that much in a year.
2: Well, I mean, we should all have gotten at least three phishing emails today. (laughs) So yeah, with those numbers. Absolutely. And I'm only at one. So we got i one.
0: <laughs> okay, let's talk about the AI
4: right. thing. Man, right. hold on. I got you. Just Oh, okay. Out. Yeah, <laughs>
8: cool. <laughs> Thank you. I'm feeling <laughs> left out, Ian. Okay.
0: So, let's go through this. If we read this article, it says Silicon Angle reports that phishing attacks have increased by 1265. And Silicon Angle is not a company. It's another website that is a news website. And new report released by Phishing Protection Company/Next Incorporated. So it's literally referencing an like another article from another like internet slash
1: next. What does anyone know? Slash next reporting. It's and slash
0: next is a complete generative AI security for email, mobile, and browser. So
1: (laughs) so basically, okay, John, I figured it out. I know why the numbers went up. It's because this company didn't exist. It it didn't
0: exist. Yeah.
4: (laughs) And this they're trying to scare everybody from their competition. So oh, they no, 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 can hurry up and grab they got, it.
1: They got reference to dark web
0: stuff in here, too. Oh,
4: nice.
1: So I've definitely made well, yeah, fishing it. sites that look just like this. If you go to businessgpt.net, which is one of our fishing sites, it's basically the same thing. <laughs> they have a console. Has anybody <laughs> ever heard of Fox
4: Hunts? <laughs> hey, that looks like my watch boy. display. Oh, my God. This is crazy. Oh, really? Watches.
1: You're getting 30,000 fishes on your watch. You really you should, should get get that like replace out.
4: them with different words. And that's like totally what, yeah. like the phone, fo- John, the, the Garmin phone app, doesn't it?
1: have No, it's okay, guys. They're trusted by their customers. It says they're trusted. So it's fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're they're trusted. Trusted. Like, this is so weird. Like this whole go to slash WP dash login, login with admin admin. We all know how it goes. anyway i
0: like prox marks hello my name is um, oh
1: you can call me
0: chip no i am not an AI (laughs) bot so
8: I, I just I thought th- as you were clicking through the article, at some point, we were just going to dig deep enough until we found a Furby that had been hooked up to Twitter. <laughs> 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 it's it's in,
4: it's that counts as fishing. Its so it's nightmare fuel, right? It's like this Furby uh-huh. skeleton that's now running. It's sad to say that because those things are back. So yeah. it could oh, be yeah, true. More powerful than others. Yes, they've come back
0: yeah i scared.
4: scared it's like
0: it's like stephen king's pet cemetery but for like electronic pets
4: that keep i it. guarantee you we're gonna read an article on here one week oh I, probably it, because they, when they, they, they first uh, came out it was a huge thing in the government because people kept bringing them into their offices like idiots
8: i, I gotta see how much they cost you know like how much is a furby they're like under 100 bucks or something like that yeah, not everyone knows what
5: a furby is
4: um, oh wow! For you, bro. for, for oh. those of you who didn't get to experience oh. these fun, lovable things, <laughs> 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 they're, they're, they're they're like a you know, it's like a like teddy rock, zero, right? It's, it's a like a zero. mixture. It's a mixture of a gremlin and a boy. And and a Teddy Ruxpin. Like Corey And said. and one of those creepy yeah, things from like those you, Disney you displays.
8: People don't remember Furby and then reference Teddy Ruxpin. Um, <laughs> okay. go, 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 go. <laughs> Sorry.
4: Sorry. Going the wrong way there. <laughs> yeah, you fell the, you, fell,
0: you fell straight into who's from I trapped you.
8: In his defense
0: in his defense,
6: Teddy Ruxpin did make a comeback a few years ago. So people might Understand that
0: reference. It oh, just like, keeps coming back. I we're smashing
8: on this a bit. Yeah. There's one thing that if anyone leaves here and they do like the critical analysis of this article, and you say, "When should I look at this and say uh, uh, this is made of snake oil and fake unicorn tears it and feels whatnot?" Like
0: snake oil. It feels like it, snake oil. It
8: does. It's the one it thousand. Isn't that what we tell people when they're
0: looking at
1: fishing? Percent.
8: Yeah, that is not a quantifiable number <laughs> no. Like, there's no anything to give you any sort of reason to believe that they've any sort of metric to base it off of and even more than that i actually don't care if there's been a 40 bajillion the 11 d4 percent increase in phishing attacks because that's what it says right increase in phishing attacks yeah are they successful yeah tell me that ch- tell me that generative AI. Is making the phishing attack more successful well, in reaching actions on objective, and now I'm concerned.
0: And also, I, I got a question. Now, there's some firms that I, that I trust their data, right? Like Verizon comes out with the data breach report. Yeah. I'm going to read it. They've they've been like semi trustworthy actors in the field for a long, long, long time. Mandiant comes out with a report. I'm probably going to trust it. um Web, like, there's a bunch of different companies, right, that have been around. They come out with these reports, and they. They they seem pretty legit, but setting aside some of those large vendors that have been around for a really, really, really long time. If you're a new vendor and your whole thing is selling AI to protect email, and you're talking about generative AI is, you know, creating this, you know, huge spike and all of this. And I like none of us on this, on this, on the show have heard of your company, like immediately, like legit security professionals are probably not going to listen to you. Um, especially because I was plugging around on this website. I can't see where their data is coming from. Like they're not sharing the raw data at all. It's just like like Ian said, they're just coming up with numbers and throwing it at a wall.
1: So so uh, having I don't want to throw any previous employers under the bus here, but having been involved as the source data for you know articles like this before, usually it's one marketing person has a really good idea and they talk to one person and then someone crunches the numbers and then that's the report. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh. supposedly this company does their own email filtering and security. So that's how Maybe. they basically are sourcing the data. So it's like, yeah, but yeah, I don't oh, know. God,
0: All right. Let's get to something that is kind of like true and real and scares the living hell out of me. Um, the Fidelity uh-huh. National Financial being shut down in wake of a cybersecurity incident. Um, <laughs> so Fidelity National is a Fortune 500 company. That provides title insurance and settlement services for mortgage and real estate industries. And they are currently shut down.
1: And if um, you're thinking that fidelity, it's the other fidelity. Yeah. It's the other <laughs> fidelity <of> Fortune 500 <laughs> company. Um,
0: but, you know, it, it's, it's, it seems bad. Uh, like, based on our investigation to date, FNF has determined that an unauthorized third party accessed certain FNF systems and acquired certain credentials. The investigation remains ongoing. I I think one of the biggest things that's terrifying about this is they, there's two things, right? One and one leads to the other one. We're getting limited information, but two the information we are getting out of this leads me to believe that they have no freaking clue how bad it is. Um, and that's probably the most Mm -hmm. terrifying thing.
1: Um, Allow me to attribute this using my next generation AI technology. Mm -hmm. Go for it. I I bet you this was scattered spider.
6: Um, all right, I will I will almost confirm that for you, at least at this point. The Register went ahead, reported last week about this, and they said that it was Black Cat, which is supposed to be scattered mm-hmm. Yep. Projectors. And it looks like, um, according to a scan from GOSI, it looks like this might be another case of Citrix bleed. Oh, yep. Oh, again. Oh. Citrix
1: What's bleed on? plus Post-X plus maybe some SE. I could see it. Well, I'll be
6: be honest with you, I watch the financial stuff because of where I work, Mm -hmm. and there have been more and more, since Citrix Bleed hit, there have been more and more of these ransomware attacks against financial companies that a lot of people might not have heard of, but are big on the back end. So it doesn't surprise me at this point.
1: I, yeah, we, we got paranoid and checked all of our CPT customers for Citrix Bleed because we, I was like, I didn't think this was going to be a thing. And then it was still being a thing. And I was like, okay, we should probably like double check. Everyone was patched, luckily. But yeah, yeah was, what's scary. What's that? Oh, Nicole, sorry. Continuous penetration testing. Yeah, it's, uh, it's where we uh, yeah. test customers. It, it's it's sorry. our customers that, that hate themselves the most and want to uh, bring as much pain as possible on, on their security teams by having us continuously hack them for just forever.
3: <laughs> so uh, remind me to keep you like out good of marketing, Corey. No, no, no. That's good. <laughs> 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 There's, There's nothing. Like, take a look <laughs> at marketing. If you're like, a glutton <laughs> for punishment if and Corey uh, on a main train, if, if, if you,
1: afraid, listen, just, if you, if you want marketing. uh Attacks are up 1,263% source. I, I googled it. So,
0: but now, look at Corey right now. Like Corey's hair is all over the place. He, he just did that amazing marketing pitch, and he's wearing like a Windows 3.1 for workgroups t-shirt. It's Vaporwave yeah. 95. <laughs> vaporwave 95. Wow. So, also, let's talk about FNF stock. Now, this is the other thing I wanted to ask all of you. Their stock is only down 0.4% oh wait no 0.47 percent like how like is there any relation between stock and hack like and this is one of those things ian i'm going to call you into this uh and i'd like to get kelly in as well like seriously y'all we've been talking about this for years like that you're always like well how are we going to get the board of directors to take this seriously and take security seriously and take the c dash shows make it take it didn't in fact That's their stock price. They they don't care, right? So, Fidelity next
3: week.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Years of experience at Leverage SIB,
1: 25 years (laughs) of experience with and starting Uh, now. I don't know who you are, Gooshed, but you need to come on the show now because you're (laughs) 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 hilarious.
0: All right, so like I really want to open up to Ian and Kelly yeah. on this one because they're the two people that I talk to the most about this whenever I get down and sad and troubled and I need a helping hand. All right, take it away, Ian. What do you think?
8: Well, yeah. So I mean, I opened up the 8K over here. So somebody in the comments, um, I'm not logged in where I can pull up the comments, but somebody in the comments put up. Did, did they file with the SEC? I think it was Brian. They did.
0: They did. Yeah. It is in the SEC. It did they show do. up. And the 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 entire SEC report is like. Three sentences. That's it.
8: Yeah, and and the boilerplate stuff. Which and the boilerplate stuff up top. Yep. Right. So, part of the reason why one to answer your question simply, no, it doesn't matter anymore. After the after Target and Equifax basically, their board saw that their stock price would rebound in a year. That just became part of the playbook. They say, okay, if we ride this out for a year and we solve the problem it's fine they treat it like nothing more than we had a bad sales year how would we how would we address this so it's actually in my mind that argument has actually caused more problems it seemed perfectly logical right you're going to see a hit on dividends which are the money that's paid to you as a stock owner if they pay dividends extra money there and then it's going to take a hit on the stock price which we just haven't seen happen If, if, uh, to use the terms the kids use, uh, if you're diamond hands on the stock, diamond, right? The the real issue that I think is also the reason why this doesn't impact this is the industry that they're in. This is a highly, highly, highly regulated industry. No investors losing their money after this. They're not losing their investments, they're not losing any of that. All of that will not matter. Now, fidelity. How they come out the other side, how much money they have to spend, you know, maybe that's it. But that's the reason it's not hurting the stock is the actual core assets, barring them doing something absolutely bananas, which could then be reversed in a highly regulated industry. I I just don't I don't see why it would impact them. And
0: Michael Allen on Discord just said, oh, I get that. But I think investors are also becoming numb to it, right? Like, oh, yeah, only so many times Kramer can yell at the camera and throw a cow at you. (laughs) <laughs> and and say that they've been hacked, that people care. All right, Kelly, I want to get your take on this too. I have a hot take as well, but side, I want to hear Kelly. Right. Text. Yeah. Like we always talk about like the hacky pen testing stuff, and you do a lot with GRC. And, and like, what is your take on do they care? What, what happens on the other side of something like this?
5: Well, I. I- Ian, I'm going to I'm going to disagree with you slightly. It but, is not h- as highly regulated as we all think it is. Think of the the network of trust here. You've got buyers and sellers of real estate. You have real estate attorneys who could be one, two, three person uh, uh, real estate firms. You have title insurance. The real estate industry is not regulated. Now, the National Association of Realtors does have a data and privacy toolkit but but they really aren't that regulated. And we've seen these types of attacks uh, against the, the title companies, the insurance companies, the attorneys, even the buyers and sellers. This has been happening for years. And quite frankly, I've seen a lot of buyers and sellers, especially here in Florida, lose money because of phishing attempts, of bad URLs. And so Some of the clients that we've had, we've actually said, listen, you've got to go to out-of-band communication. You've got to come up with your own procedure to say, this is actually from the buyer. Here's the transfer of money. Here's the special code, the one-time code, and I'm only going to tell you it over the phone at a particular time. So I don't think it's as regulated as we all think it is. And honestly, I think these small, medium-sized businesses really need more help because they aren't as regulated as we think they are.
0: Well, so, and going back to the SEC filings, like um, they did pretty much all. Now, I, oh, I, I hate to say that their filing they put out is like, oh, they're they're going to be fine as far as the SEC is concerned because it's very sparse. Um, but they're still in the middle of working in the incident. I guess I give them a little bit of a pass. But there's now, was there a press release for this or was it just their SEC filing where they notified? I
1: doubt they could get to the email to do the press release. Try going to
8: their website right now.
1: Yeah. I did. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, this, this is how. This, error. Yeah, I know. This is how ransomware works. My hot take on this is that day one, it's not going to impact. So like, here's my theory. The stock market is like it knows about ransomware. And like, it just depends on how fast they recover. So like, right. if they can recover in like 48 hours, eh, get a free pass. If they're down for a week, a month, th- like Kelly said, these transactions, these real estate transactions, they are two people sitting in a room saying, we're trying to send you money and you're trying to get the money and if, if they can't use this company, they'll use another company or figure out another way. I think when they start losing, if they're down for a while and they start losing revenue and confidence, this could be actually really bad. That's my prediction is like,
0: they don't they- care place else then those firms just continue using that
1: exactly stuff, right? yep. yes it's yeah. not they're like tri- it's going to impact their stock price from the investment perspective on day one but when when this industry realizes they have lots of alternatives they have lots of other options and like Kelly said it's not as regulated as we might think then they're just going to be like okay well we'll just use a different company and uh you know now this is the the inertias here and we're just gonna stick with this I mean I don't know that's total speculation we're wanna... not financial <laughs> advice when you know all uh... that's <laughs> that's
6: the the announcement did come through the 8K filing. They have not really given any word from the company. Yeah, because the they can't that. email
1: each other. Like, legitimately. <laughs> like, I'm not joking. Like, yeah. they, they, they there can. is no, they're off the map. Like, g- genuinely, these customers probably have no, do- or these, you know, entities, no domain controller. No, like no email, no Exchange server, no, like none of that. Their VMware is probably completely locked out.
6: So the question it's, is: Is how much more are they going to wind up making because people are delinquent in their mortgage payments? Mm. Looking and at I some of the articles, people, people, people have, people have been going ahead and, and trying to make payments, and uh, they can't. No, even get in like
2: make I their don't know. Uh, they this they is just, just shut, the shut it all down. down. They don't have mm. to
1: pay maybe. May, yeah, maybe it's Mister Robot. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> well, I would kind of have to agree with Corey a little bit too. Oh. Oh, go ahead. Well, go ahead. Yep, I was just going to say I would agree with Corey that businesses like this and the way people are we're we're creatures of habit. So once we we do something, we find out it doesn't work, and then we move on to the next thing. We're not generally just going to go. Oh, let me check back on this old one. Yeah. So I think that even though yeah their stock price isn't affected right now, if they don't recover quickly, it will be very quickly. Yeah, Yeah.
0: and I want to go back to to something Kelly said real quick. Radis just brought up a great point. When Mr. Cooper got locked out, uh they, they gave a wave on penalties. Is Mr. Mr. Cooper back? Um are they
1: back up and running? Or are they still they are like is that like Ask Jeeves? What's Mr. Cooper? Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Mr. Cooper is a mortgage company. So Yeah,
0: they are they are a very, very, very large one. And I don't know if they're back up and running. Said customer data was compromised. Oh my gosh. We talked about this, I think.
4: No, we didn't. Um, I think it's important. Yeah, they're hit. uh, I think legally, if they still charge people the interest, they could get in trouble because people had no way to pay. So, like, the interest is not on the customer's fault.
0: Yeah. So, but that's a good point. I don't know if Cooper hanging with Mr. Cooper, uh, I don't know if they're up and running yet, but they had to go through and you had to call in and they had to get Mm. all kinds of weird ways to process payments, um, which is strange.
8: I want go to go ahead. back to what Kelly said real quick, just okay, because I, she said, I'm going to disagree with you. I don't actually don't think we we disagree in principle. I, I agree 100%.
2: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that totally
8: disagree. The title insurance, or seriously, hear me out. Uh, I agree that, that the title insurance agency uh, is is weird. More what I was saying is that the assets themselves, the titles being transferred, those are highly regulated. It's it's I, At least in my experience, it's been very difficult without a million papers to transfer a real estate title and a and a uh, and a, a mobile notary that has to come and do that, and then they scan or they do it digitally and all that stuff. So, what more? Where I was going with asset loss is it's not like, and someone can correct me if I'm wrong. This this service being down, and some, suddenly a bunch of people are like, "Oh crap! I don't own a bunch of commercial properties, and I have no idea how to get them back." Um, I don't think that's going to happen, but I'd be, I'd, I, 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 right, uh, yeah,
6: I think, it, I think it depends upon whether you're talking commercial or you're mm-hmm. talking individual. Uh, A okay. couple of years ago, when my mom passed away, I wound up taking control over, um, some real estate and it took me $200 in one day to go ahead and get that title changed into my name.
8: Well, yeah, but you were the next of Ken. Yeah, Ken. next, yeah, of
0: Ken. next, next, next or, or, Barbie. Barbie. Let's just let's just agree it's bad for them.
8: It is bad. Yeah, it's yeah. Very I, bad. Right.
0: Yeah, bad? I, I don't think I don't. Let's let, let's move yeah. on because I have to leave, and I really want to get to this. Yeah, uh, I, it I it. mentioned it earlier. Florida man is slipping.
2: Oh no! Uh,
3: Florida <laughs> man, oh, is, uh, the
0: reason why is because Georgia man was arraigned today on charges oh, arising math. from a cyber attack that they conducted against the medical center in twenty eighteen. Uh quoting mm. this incident, Vika Singala 45 Marietta, a chief operating officer of a Metro Atlanta network security company that served Ooh. healthcare industry, allegedly conducted a cyber attack against the medical center, disrupting their phone service, obtaining information from a digitizing device disrupting network printing service and they did all of as their marketing plan to try to get that hospital to work
1: with them are you wait are you serious you You hacked them
2: first so there's wait
1: okay i'm I'm calling it right now we jumped the shark like security jumped the shark. Like, this is like, this is someone went to like a CSO conference and was like, Yeah, dude, what you got to do is hack into the company. And then, like, it's like, you know, it works. It's like the mob, you know, Doug Sto- like, what?
8: Yeah, real shame I mean, if something happened to that perimeter
2: firewall. We yeah, can help you protect it. I'm
0: gonna, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like, like bring Kelly in on this because Kelly, you, you were at Sans conferences for a long time with me, right? We go way, 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 way back. This exact thing was like a lot of people that were in the industry, they talked about doing this. Like, would it be illegal if I actually hacked a company and then told them that they were vulnerable? I, I think that's gray hat hacking. You know, I'm going through finding vulnerabilities and then I'm showing them the vulnerabilities and then I can help them fix it. And it's like, no, that's, that's breaking the law. That's illegal. Is it though? Yes. Are <laughs> you sure? Like I would have to Even in call- Florida?
2: Even <laughs> 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 in Florida, oh, John, it's like oh my I'm God, going.
1: it gets worse, guys. The agent in charge is named Chris Hacker of the FBI Atlanta <laughs> Field oh. Office. Yes, <laughs> no no
4: yes. So
8: his yeah. name actually comes up a lot because oh, that, no. because oh. they're in oh. the field oh. oh. office, a <laughs> huge field office, and that, like, the FBI
0: equivalent of FBI staff agents.
2: It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. Chris wow. Hacker.
0: He was oh,
2: detective, detective?
3: How what's many that? times has he asked for a transfer? Oh, how God.
2: popular is the last name Hacker?
7: I, so, but, but John, your point though, well, there was a whole bunch of people with responsible disclosure that were trying to do responsible disclosure proper, and then there was a whole bunch of people that were doing it improper, right? And so, like, what's that balance? And I don't know that it even it is well balanced balance is. today.
0: Great point, by the way. Uh, we've talked about this a number of times on the show, but bring it up here. Um, If you're going through and you're doing good faith security research, if you just Google that Department of Justice, good faith security research, um, you'll come across the guidelines for the Department of Justice and how they handle good faith security research and what they consider to be a differentiation between that and malicious. So if you're doing good faith security research and you find a vulnerability and you go to a vendor and you share that vulnerability with the vendor and your primary goal is improving the security in that organization or the industry as a whole, and I'm cutting this down quite a bit, then you're a good faith security researcher. If you're hacking companies and accessing data and pulling that data down, you've crossed the line, number one. And number two, if you're doing that and you go to them and you say, hey, I found the security vulnerability, you got to pay me. That's not good faith security research. So the Department of Justice does have guidance that actually breaks down what those two things are. And for the record, this is not that. This is right. not a good case. Right. Uh, this one's pretty solidly on that bad side of the line.
1: So uh, should we tell CJ not to I do know. this then? Wait, wait, wait. I, I want to close out one final. Thing.
0: <laughs> this came out last year, Grayson. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Sorry, Corey. Uh,
1: I just said we should tell CJ not to do that. Yeah, this, a, I abort
2: plan, bad <laughs> idea. <ice>.
1: <laughs> abort operation, viral marketing version two. <laughs> well yeah. I when, a yeah
4: portland shodan jackpot yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah like ben could've... just said that's extortion
1: wait wait hold uh, on we
4: have a crime for that already
1: hold <laughs> on because well, I, I, input, I, I sure said you just got to put a marketing spin on it that's <laughs> yeah so okay <laughs> hold on because it gets i just can't this just keeps getting worse the assets identified in the indictment paper, which I'm looking at, are just all Lexmark printers. Like, <laughs> where where are you getting your TTPs? All you yeah. went after was Lexmark printers. Are you serious? Also, uh, can you imagine being like recently? Here, here's the, the other crazy thing: each one of these printers is a potential 10 year sentence. Can you imagine being in jail and being like, if I hadn't gone after that printer in the break room, it would only be 70 years. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs>
4: <laughs> it would have been the icing on the cake would have been if they actually just put hire whatever their company name was on the printers and started printing yeah, out. Just it, <laughs> <laughs> it looks like you've been hacked. You should hire this company. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Goosey done it.
1: <laughs> he did. He did. <laughs> experienced cyber, cyber operating,
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> and I love the commitment that he's keeping them fresh and not reusing the same. Huh? I know. People yeah, <laughs> say, say AI.
1: it should <laughs> say twenty-five, twenty-five years with Lexmark printers specifically. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but no, this is like I said. Uh, you know, I, this is stuff I remember. Kind of when pen testing first was starting as as a thing. There, you would always get in conversations like, well, if I did this, well, why would that be illegal? I'm just telling him. It's like, no, 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 that's that's illegal. You're breaking a ton of laws. But am I? Re- yes, you are. The Computer Fraud and Abuse Act, you will go to prison for that. Um, I just think it's interesting that 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 he actually tried it. And I would love it. If somebody out there works at this <laughs> medical center, what did he print? Because mm. we Did he have- prints. <laughs> <We're- Yeah. laughs>
2: like, it was money. It. He printed money. That's how the FBI got called. <laughs> 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 let's, oh, let's, okay.
0: let's be honest. Our imaginations can run wild. Inquiring minds want to know, and <laughs> us wondering is worse than us knowing. Because could it be an advertisement for a cybersecurity company? Okay. Could it be okay. Just, you've been hacked. Could it be Goatsy? We don't know. It
1: could be any of those. John, I'd like sure to request a couple months. I'd like to require or no, you know what? I'd like we need to make a screenplay. Let's get it in front of Netflix. Let's let's, let's. Like <laughs> a, a, <business> called <laughs> a
0: stupid Mr. Robot. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, just does the dumbest
1: shit ever. Mr. Gobot? Mr. <laughs> Gobot. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's like the sci-fi version of Mr. Robot, where like been, I, up to a, I gotta stop
0: out. Corey, I'm I'm leaving you in charge. Oh, oh god. god. That oh amazing. no.
8: Right, Look at this disheveled man.
1: All right. Hello. Nice uh, day, my name's John. Uh, yeah, wow. I, I can't like that article is just peak. Like it's everything that like you should Beautiful. never do. Ever. <laughs>
0: <Beautiful>. <laughs>
7: I think and it's all- important though, that, that, you know, when these things happen, I'm not defending that situation in any way, but it does set a precedent sometimes for non-technical leadership in lawmaking and all kinds of stuff that, that could have impacts on this community, right? Yeah, uh, in, in negative ways, not necessarily in positive ways. So, really, you have to be mindful of that, uh, just to make sure that you know that all the people that that make decisions know what decisions they're making. If if uh, these types of things continue to happen,
1: so and is um, your are you are you conjecturing then that this person just told people to go do this and didn't actually do it themselves?
7: No, I'm saying that you know it's important to just make sure that you know you have a proper. Uh, I'm not saying that this person had a scope, but it, it just goes to echo that if you're doing any type of pen testing or anything that you're supposed to have certain scopes, you're supposed to be doing cert- certain things because you can really easily get into hot water and get yourself into some legal uh, legal trouble. Um, I don't think that's what happened. Is no, that what I don't think. No, that's not what happened. I'm saying this when this type of stuff happens, it does potentially set a legal precedent in the future for other non-malicious actors.
1: Um, Yeah, but this is just the precedent that if you hack computers, that's illegal. That's not a new precedent.
5: (laughs) Well, Grayson, let me add to what you're saying there. This was the chief operating officer or chief chief something officer, right? When you have that title, you have a fiduciary responsibility to the organization and you are bound by certain ethical restraints simply by having that title. And also... You're, or you're covered by um, damages and liability officer's insurance. So, I, I mean, I think this guy was just a bad apple.
7: Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it, it's important that we know, you know, how those bad apples can influence not only that organization, but the cybersecurity or, uh, you know, community in whole, right? Because um, bad apples need to be held to bad apple laws, right? Mm-hmm. Other people don't uh, that are potentially doing it for non-malicious Needs and intents. Yeah, so.
8: I think I picked up on what you're putting down, though, and I, it's, I think it's important to, to to say, even though we do already have the laws in place to say, hey, we, we already have this. Well, this is this is a computer crime. It is it has been listed since the 80s. Yep, no problem. But when you go through, and I'll tie it back to what Corey said about the printers, when you say, oh, they hacked this many printers, and you establish a precedent for prosecutors to say, we were able to put this person in jail. For this specific type of thing, I think it all ties together with what everyone said is that these lawmakers and whatnot, they don't know that a Lexmark printer is, you know, maybe it's not the hardest target in the world. And, but they do know that they've got some 20 year old on a college campus that did something and they can get another win in the prosecution column because the precedent and the case law for how they got this other person in jail is exactly the same. So I, I agree that although it's already there, prosecuting that sets up a a, a kind of a dangerous precedent to take people who would be good faith researchers and pin them to something that was clearly not good faith
1: i kind of i kind of think the opposite i think this is actually a demonstration that because it says specifically in the indictment that it says aided and abetted by others unknown to the grand jury so the way i read that is if you if your coo tells you to go hack this company and you're like i don't think this is a good idea but you do it anyway As long as you flip when the FBI comes knocking, you won't be indicted. The COO will. That's how I read it. But, I mean, I'm not a lawyer, and I don't know if that's actually the indictment. But the fact that it rolled uphill instead of the COO probably would want it to roll downhill to the actual person that hit enter on the Lexmark printer and hacked it. Like, that's how I read this. Yeah, that's
8: standard standard RICO stuff. They're like, we we want the big charges, and we can get that with the C-level person, so let's turn the people below them.
1: Yeah, like which is how it should be. If if someone comes to you and says, go hack this company, we're going to get their business because they're going to think they're a breach. And I'm like, that sounds like a bad idea, but I guess I'm just rank and file. So whatever you say, I, I don't want that charge. I want that charge to go to the person that told me, right? That's how right. I see it. I don't know if that's the details of the case or not, but I'm just saying, interpreting it through that lens, I feel good about the precedent versus like, I don't like I'm, I'm glad it rolled uphill and not downhill. Personally, usually you would expect it to go the opposite way.
8: Mm. That's fair. But
1: anyway, I, I guess like Grayson, do, do you have a take on the, um, the sci- solar winds, uh, situation where the leader, or I forget if I think it was the CSO, was it like, uh, under criminal proceedings or whatever by the sec, or are you aware of that situation?
7: I haven't been following it most recently, but you know, I'm, I'm not an attorney. I happen to be married to one. That's a pretty darn good one. And so, uh, she knows a lot more about what's going on in that, that world than I do, but you know, it's just interesting what you know to Ian to kind of your point a minute ago that some of these people that are non-technical that are making laws can oftentimes misinterpret or 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 cite case law that then is a precedent for other things, right? And so we want to make sure that they're not doing that. So I don't know as 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 it pertains to the situation with uh, with the uh, the most recent disclosure around the the solar wind situation. I don't really know. One way or the other if if I haven't read any of that, so I, I haven't yeah read
1: it was media. it was basically, yeah, we talked about it on a previous show that the, the just it was basically he told investors that the security was great and you know best in the industry, and it was he also was getting emails like the same time that said the security's not great, we know it's not great, so it was basically like fraud like lying best. yeah like, like, it was criminal. like it, it was mostly that he said it was good, even though it was terrible, I think it was less about like any specific cyber stuff um where right. this is much more like in the you know in, in the, the thick in the of weeds. it. Yeah. 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 Kelly, yeah. Kelly
8: was actually yeah. talking about exactly what that qualifies under that errors and and the other word is omissions insurance. Mm-hmm. And so if officers of the company knew something that investors should have known yes. or they weren't told something that they should have known, uh that insurance is is meant to cover that and, and it's kind of is exactly that only they took it a step farther because it wasn't even ambiguous it was
1: we knew we knew this yeah was, and hey yep. no everything's great guys it's shiny. yeah we joke that like the new program at solar is they just don't tell the cso anything so <laughs> <pretty good. laughs> but yeah no I, I you know we'll keep an eye on that article for the show and see if there's any like i would love to hear a, a take of someone who's actually practices law right like you you know obviously none of us really know so it'd be interesting to hear from someone who's like I'm going to use this for this purpose or the judges are going to use this for this purpose or that kind of thing like so uh, we'll keep an eye on this article Plus, it, we want to hear all the juicy details for our screenplay that's going to go to Netflix next that's year. has
2: uh, got to be
8: huge. <laughs> Ryan, can we pull up a uh, uh Rainer, if so, I'm saying your thing on their quote on the screen? The SolarWind CISO indictment is not an InfoSec indictment. It's a charge for violating the cardinal sin of capitalism. They lied oh to the shareholders. Mm. Um, mm.
1: Uh, no, Ryan, that's just good business. What you are you know, talking about? You uh, know the uh,
2: rule uh, in America, right? You never steal from the rich. That's, <laughs> the, that's <laughs> how you yeah. go to prison. Here you you to the steal from the from I poor could. and you're good. You still yeah. from the rich and they will yeah. get you. And I'm there's been plenty of cases just recently. Um, you know, uh the CEO of that uh one exchange that yeah, he stole yes, from the rich yeah. bakeman yep, freed. Yes. Yeah. Bakeman yeah. Bakeman Sam exactly. Freeman Sam Beckman Friedman Freedman freed. Royd. Anyways, he <laughs> freed. is going to prison for lots and lots of time because he stole from the rich, anyways.
8: Yeah, no, that's exactly right. It's exactly the joke I was going to make. And <laughs> you guess that made the cardinal sin of stealing from the rich because that, that's it's what just, got made off. That's what I what just can't it.
1: wait for all the juicy hacking scenes at the Lexmark printers. Like, foggy room. <laughs> foggy room. Lexmark <laughs> printers going down left and right. He's printing. He's faxing. He's using all the functions of the multifunction printer. They pull it off. What does so. the hacker have to say? Oh, how can it's, he even do this? It says... It says Cyber Monday deal on pen
8: tests. Call now. I don't understand.
0: <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, well, yeah. Fl-
6: Flackfest has it has it right as far as the uh, solar guy goes. It wasn't. It, it lying was not the crime.
1: Getting caught lying uh-huh. was right. the crime. Getting Never caught, caught until lying, you get lying
3: caught. is always the crime. Come on. Yeah, that. that
1: <laughs> yeah, that's always I'm, true. Yeah. I'm telling you, the
2: people that you should fear the most. At catching you are the people who have lots of money okay because they yeah. can inv- bring the resources to continuously look for that right
3: so, mm-hmm. yeah. and, and so none of them are vindictive or malicious or um no. poorly educated or anything like that no nope. <laughs> no <Nope.
7: laughs> so, so. totally, it's 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 interesting though, and kelly i'd love to get your your feedback on this too you know there's a big difference between even knowing that you have a problem and having, whether you're regulated or unregulated or any anywhere in between as an organization, whether you have money, high budgets to, to, to fix problems or no budgets to fix problems, just having an understanding that the problems are there is, is very different than buying down that technical debt to actually solution and fix those mm-hmm. problems, right? So whether you're doing active protection or you're doing pen testing or you're doing whatever whatever you're trying to do and you're you've got this big bucket of money you also have this big list of problems you're trying to figure out what that alignment is what do you think is is the hardest thing for people to get started to to understand that like i mean we're putting solar winds as the example but just balancing risk basic risk right
5: but, well i don't think people understand risk be- to begin with you know one of the analogies i like to use is I used to live in Wisconsin, so my house insurance would, would deal with things like a roof that collapsed from too much uh, snow on it or ice. Down here, I've got hurricane insurance, well, because I'm I'm in Florida. Um, understanding the environment you're in and the risks that lead to, to threats and vulnerabilities. I, I think it, we've done a poor job teaching CISOs or upper level leadership at the board level to understand risk because it makes no sense for me to put a fortified snow roof on in a house in florida but if i'm a a mortgage company with title insurance with large monetary transactions maybe i should invest more in my perimeter defenses my zero trust defenses i just don't think we really quantify or that's not the right word we understand risk well
7: I agree. Yeah. I mean, it's hard Mm -hmm. and it it doesn't really matter how big of an organization or small of an organization. I think in general, most people have a difficult time, you know, understanding risk and, and cyber is such a black box to most folks. It's, it's difficult. I understand how they don't, they don't know how to balance it. So not saying I agree with getting caught lying or, or not understanding, but there's a lot of people that just don't get it right too. So CISOs certainly need to, uh, to have a better understanding of their risk.
8: Well, I, I, the risk thing. The the other thing I would add in about that is it's not only that they don't understand the the risk necessarily. Um, a lot of big organizations, and this is something that engineers deal with all the time. They want to get in the weeds. They want you to understand. And this was something that uh, John Ports, if he's listening, hey bud, uh, used to say all the time. Uh, you do not understand the downstream impacts. Every single cost saving measure. Every single we're going to switch to this outsourcer and it's going to save us so much money, they only look at the primary impacts, the money savings, the the glossy marketing material, whatnot, because they don't get down into the weeds on it because it's not in their their area of concern. their area of concern is trimming budget and whatnot. So when they say that they don't understand it, well, they understand. The risks that are important to them and what they right. do, saving money, bringing the payroll to manageable levels, whatever it is. But when you say, hey, when you when you do this to save this money, when you go to outsource when you do this and here's all the downstream impacts, the talent loss, the this, the that, the, the one person who runs that box that runs the scripts that power the move it server, which is actually the thing that makes us money, you're about to fire them. You know yep. you don't understand that, and then this stuff plays out, and they go, "Well, why didn't anybody tell me that was a risk?" We did. You just didn't want to hear the details.
7: Well, and when you I... get that understanding of risk, and sorry, I'm going to cut you off, but just oh no, you're good. It takes a long time to get budget for something. Like okay. you could understand a risk, and and then you don't have that aligned budget in that year's, you know, mm-hmm. in that year's budget at all, and then you've got to then go ask for leadership to give you that, and understand how to translate that information so that they get it. And sometimes it's too late. So,
8: and and for that, if we can come back to my camera, I have uh-huh. this lovely device. Uh, it is my uh, management accepts the risk stamp. No, oh, uh, I uh, use this in meetings when I got fed up. I was like, fine. You know what? My advice. Here you go. Here, here have it. Accept the risk, risk. There's a stamp.
3: And yeah, I mean, really I think point, Ian. One of the things that I do a lot when I'm editing reports is I try to act like the like an advocate for whoever's going to be on the. The receiving end of our reports. And I think in two reports today already, I've said, okay, we need to explain why this is bad. I get it. Others are not going to. And especially this has to be done in the executive summaries. And it has to be done in a in a non-technical practical manner. Because if you're not a CIO, if you're not a CTO, you're not a CISO, you probably don't have the technical chops. To understand detailed forensics speak or or going, getting down into the weeds about this, that, and the other thing. Even explaining something like good password policies, it has to be simplified. And that's one place that we still continuously
5: fail. Amen, sister. Preach it.
1: Another thing about the solar winds thing, since we're talking about it, and this will be the last thing we talk about, but basically... Uh... Ah! the 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 people who operate in these spaces like chief officers chief operating officers of large companies they kind of are very they're in rarefied air of like there's very small job market for them but they're very expensive and hard to find and all that good stuff but when you've been charged with fraud and internal control failures you're basically out of the job market like uh so i think like cso's take heed of this like don't just accept the risk that's the precedent this sets from my book is like, you're not going to, no one's going to be like, well, we hired into a CSO and here's the press release. He was charged with internal <laughs> control failures and fraud right. and he's great. Like, so like basically the CSO is it, it, that like, oh, where you could, it could be a career ending move, like quite literally. So well, for public, I do you think, a public
8: credit company, for sure.
1: True. I mean, true. But like, yeah, I mean, I'm not, not to say that this person, it could be false charges or, you know, unfair or whatever, but assuming the charges end up sticking i feel like you're untouchable right i mean i don't know i could be wrong but
8: i know for i mean kelly brought it up the fiduciary responsibility um if you've got sec charges no board could possibly say uh no we did our due care and due diligence by hiring someone who had sec charges against them uh for fraud uh, th- that's not going to happen in a public. There were region. minor fraud charges.
3: <laughs> it was,
1: light yeah. <laughs> it was light, treatment. Don't worry. You can never be indicted for the same yeah. crime twice. So I'm, I'm yeah. free to go. Let's party. Yeah, let's that's, that's the new thing.
8: Once you get double C jeopardy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that you go through and you're like, I can
4: commit all the public
1: securities fraud I
4: want. Our security's amazing. If only it worked that way. Right.
1: <laughs> right. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we should wrap up the show. Come to our Snake Wall Summit. Ian, you want to talk about the Snake Wall Summit? Not really. I'm putting you on the spot. Okay. <laughs> no, I will. I
8: will. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no. Come to the Snake Wall Summit. <laughs> no. uh, Summit. On the 6th and 7th, we've got uh, low-cost training. We've got lots of talks. It's all online, all virtual. So in about a week, you know, come check it out. You can go to training.com and check out the schedule of speakers and other things going on. So we hope to see you there.
1: And on the final note, have a fantastic week. Indeed. And I guess just,
2: I'll look great. Kill
1: it with fire, ryan <laughs> I'm scared.